0: Hello everyone. Um yes. Yes, welcome on in. This is uh there was no intro. There's no intro song. I don't know why I didn't get one. I just don't believe in it. There are things that I don't believe in, there are things I believe in. I just the harsh uh this is like this is up to my choice of words. There are no frills, no opening songs. No do 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 do. This is the this podcast. You don't get any of that here. Sorry, that's where you came. And that's where you arrived at. And that's the place you are in life. Um, but may you be richly rewarded for your choices um, and coming to me for wisdom. It's my wisdom that you needed. It's, it's my wisdom that you wanted. You can't always get what you want, but sometimes if you try... But if you try sometimes, then you get what you need. Oh, she likes Scorsese. There's this commercial I watched that uh, they play that song. And one of the lines in the song is, she likes Scorsese. Like this song and this, this line plays in the background and it's all jazzy. Like it's all dirty and hot for a girl to like Scorsese. Oh, she likes Scorsese. That's not the most attractive thing, I wouldn't have thought. That's pretty sexy. What kind of movies do you like? I like Scorsese, she says to you. Oh, wow, I'm just, I'm down, I'm down and rolling in the mud right now. That's so down home. That's so stripped down. That makes me feel raw, the way you like Scorsese. There's nothing better than when girls like directors of movies. Uh, there's So there's that show Squid Game, and everyone talks about it, and uh, that's for fun for them. It's just that, like, I'm sure that there's a good part of Squid Game. Like, I'm sure it gets fun. I couldn't make it through the first ten minutes, and you couldn't. I don't know how I would be expected to. I feel like I'm going to be watching that main character act like a doofus for for hour after hour. And I couldn't possibly sit through that. I don't like the characters in the show. And people are like, um, people say, it's like the dubbing. Everyone says that the dub, the English dub of Squid Game is terrible. And that you shouldn't watch that. And I wasn't watching that it's just that and I think that people should consider that maybe the dubbing isn't it's not so much that that's terrible but that the show is written really poorly and really it's really cheesy um, because basically and I'm watch out oh, and I'm watching um, I'm watching a NFL game on mute I have James Robinson on my fantasy team he almost scores a touchdown but then also a- almost fumbles right at the goal line because he plays for the Jaguars instead of instead of scoring that touchdown he is perfectly talented perfectly capable running back but because he's on wearing a jaguars uniform he finds it in himself to instead of crossing the goal line fumble that ball and so who am i like i draft james robinson in the second round and it's actually paying off and i don't deserve it because he's actually pretty good but um just letting you know about letting you know about my life and uh the life and times but like, Squid Game is a poorly written show. All of the scenes are written to look like American scenes instead of like that they are uh, more like originally Korean or whatever, whatever is the country that this movie comes from. I think I think it's from Korea, but all of the characters in the show act like American actors, so the whole thing is completely unnatural and impossible to watch. I don't know why. I don't know why everybody gives it a pass. It's it's poorly written, like very derivative of American TV shows. Like you would never watch that if it was an American show because you, because the themes that they put in are like 30 years old. Um, And I would have, I just wanted to turn it off at the point that they're uh, showcasing him to be a gambler because like, Oh, he's a, he's he's a little rough around the edges he's a gambler like i'm supposed to be compelled by that and it's just that scene after scene after scene the characters are all acting like american actors like this is supposed to be realistic if like it would as if it would be realistic if i went into real life and um ran into people at the store that were acting like american actors like that's a that's the direction you go to try to make this thing not fictional is have everybody act like the way that american actors have acted the last 20 years but that's just like i have an opinion on that and then that's my opinion um and it's really not like that's just what i think when i watch the show but that's what i thought when i watched parasite too and i'm not going to not going to sit here and hate parasite but it's basically It's basically the same problem, the reason I wouldn't like Parasite. Obviously, you're not allowed to dislike Parasite, but it's just derivative of American cinematography. They think that, like, not very... Like, there's probably a hundred Korean movies that are way better than Parasite that are more uniquely Korean. That one, Parasite is written for American audiences, and is not a good movie so so there's all of that and i wanted to tell you that so i'm selling these episodes as nfts and um that's for real i'm really selling i'm selling these episodes i'm just gonna sell them right when they right when i put them out and i will be uh i will um like, I'll make them affordable, obviously, but I'm just doing this, like, I'm doing that and uh Patreon, but I I like the idea better that you'd be able to buy the episode right when it came out and do that as a means of supporting the podcast instead of the Patreon. Like, you'd be like, just do what everyone else does. Just have a Patreon. But I'm being naive. I'm just having fun. And I so I'll make the episodes affordable, but so you can buy the episode. And let me tell you what you buy if you buy it as an NFT, because maybe... Uh, You might not you might not understand and um, and that's on you and that's your fault. And um, you just look within yourself and figure out what an NFT is. So I don't have to explain this anymore. The burden is so much on my shoulders to explain to you what an NFT is. Like, can you can you please stop putting so much pressure on me? My life is hard enough as it is. I have a dog to take care of. Don't you know what that's like? Jeez, I have one dog. My life is hard. I've got one dog to take care of that I complain about, taking care of, so I can feel like I didn't get out of it. It's kind of like uh, I don't really know why I complain about having a dog so much, and it's kind of sad. And it's like obviously you look you look at a situation, somebody complaining about their dog, you would you would maybe think, oh, that's just very miserable. How that's pathetic. No, I mean you probably wouldn't. You probably just think it was funny, but. Um, because, like, um, I'm just not really, I don't I don't really like this dog. And then it makes me separate from people at this dog park I go to that's at my apartment complex. And I moved to this apartment complex so that my dog would have a dog park to go to. And I feel separate from the people at this dog park because uh, it would appear to me I'm the only person who dislikes their dog and so that just makes it so that i'm not abiding by the rules of what you're supposed to and it's just kind of like i i walk out of my apartment and i look over at that dog park and it's like midsummer over there like this cult festival that um is turning everybody into something that they don't want to be but people lose themselves when they get dogs and they lose themselves because they have to go by the rules of I don't hate this dog ever. I love this dog so much. This dog loves me. And it's just like, it's just beaten into our society's brain that your dog is, dogs are loyal and dogs are loving and that my dog is either one of those, uh, is, beats me. I'm not really, I'm not really sure. I wouldn't say that. That wouldn't be the go-to thing. I wouldn't be like, my dog is loyal. I wouldn't say that about my dog. Like, it might be true, but that's not what I would describe it as. Certainly, no. I don't, like he's loyal or that he's loving. He's just kind of selfish and obnoxious. This is more what I would describe it as. And, um, that's just, I'm, I'm letting you know uh, about this dog and it's more like it, there's no reason to complain about it because it is, it's, I got this dog and I understood, I understood the consequences of that and it, I can give him away if I want to. And I do consider giving him away. Like I'm not, I'm not really being facetious. I just, like, I don't really want the dog... To some extent, I am spouting off about the dogs to get myself on board with the idea of giving him away, which is sad for my dog, and that would be, like... That would be a... Like, that would be a sad decision to make, so I don't really want to, but... Um, I mean, it's it's whatever. Is people run into issues, It's it would be better in some circumstances, me giving him away than sitting there angry at him because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, (laughs) deprive him of, of an owner that isn't going to be angry at him all the time. And it's not like, like he listens to me. I just, I just don't like him. And that's 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 all for fun. We all have we all live with uh, things. And You're like, well, everybody's got to live with problems. So you just that's only going to get worse after this. You, you can't take commitment. Then there's going to be more commitment down the road. You're going to have to deal with all kinds of levels of commitment. That's what life is about. It's committing to things that you don't want to be in permanence that you hate. And you might think that that's what life is about, but. Um, I don't, there's nothing that I can do for you. Okay, so what I wanted to tell you about was what you get if you buy one of these, if you buy one of my episodes, like I still own it and I get to put it out wherever I want. But what you're buying is the trading card version of the episode, which do, didn't exist until I made it into an NFT. But it's like, now that it's, It as far as at, it being a collectible it exists as an NFT now if you want to buy it. Like, it does not exist as a collectible unless I make it one. But it's like, so that is the respect in which you own it as, like, a collectible item. And so uh, I'll only make one of them. What you can do, actually, I can make an NFT and make multiple copies of, of the episode. Like, I can make five. I can make a supply of five for one episode and sell five of them if I wanted to. But I'm only going to sell one. And, um... So they are like they're like collector's items, but they're they're more important if my podcast got bigger and like that that would happen ever I don't really know. But what is what would be an incentive for you is just the potential of owning something that could be valuable later. Uh and um rather than you give money to a Patreon and you lose it right away, I would like to uh, put forward like i'm putting forward a more of a fan like uh content creator and then audience where we could share in whatever i'm creating like the value of it and I, that's kind of the direction that the world goes to the world goes to a more and uh, the world goes to a more decentralized direction and that's that's part of it is with decentralization it is an erosion of borders of in of many different kinds and it's kind of like the the way that the world is going now and things becoming what you could say as less relevant is kind of like going in the direction of decentralization, like cancel culture, canceling people who state things publicly and getting pissed at them. But um, like a a relatively lesser state of things where we put lots of value in the relevant people and the popular people is, goes in the direction of decentralization, canceling culture, or eroding culture, goes in the direction of decentralization and de-standardization, because you would, like, we have standards in our culture, we have standards for entertainment and, and morality rules, and it's like the... Uh, like standards are eroding they're always eroding but it's kind of like if you agree that culture is dying more so, which you'd say that it is because we live in a more we the culture is demoralized now it's more demoralized than it was five years ago and it has I, I would say that it's because of um, loss of loss of standards such as standard of like the president is a really good strong standard that everybody could look to or just the political structure is a good standard but that that standard is eroding or the the structure in yeah like the political structure is eroding and that was a standard that we could look to and it's just that what you had as something that was idealized before is becoming less idealized there's a death of morals there's a death of standards there's like a a disintegration of it but it's a de-standardization and it, the more that you see that the culture is becoming demoralized and it's like it's like demoralized it's sort of like a, a disintegration of entertainment because entertainment is a word for um entertainment like the prefix enter is basically the same as the prefix inter for you use inter for interconnected or interdependent like inter like that it means the prefix means among Enter, uh, and then "tain" is comes from a verb for to hold. And so, entertain literally translates as among holding, but it's like uh, it's like the woven into the fabric of society is somebody who's entertaining is some somebody who's holding up a structure across multiple nodes in a network across a whole interconnected network. Somebody who remains entertaining is holding up the structure like entertainment is the idea of that like uh holding something together it's kind of like maintaining something but m- more so than maintaining it's like maintaining across multiple nodes but it's like in gladiator and he's like are you not entertained when he is at the arena and not like he says that before he's at the coliseum but he's at the arena that he's in for like the for the novices so that they can work their way up to the coliseum and he's at a province in north africa that rome owns the gladiator and uh, and in the movie gladiator and he's like are you not entertained because he just killed a bunch of people in this arena in front of the crowd and the crowd is cheering or whatever and it's kind of like um russell crowe the gladiator and he is he's the gladiator in real life Russell Crowe the gladiator he be he's actually just a gladiator he has to walk around in those clothes now um after that movie because he signed a contract he couldn't get out of and that's tough for him but um so he is a gladiator now and he transported himself back in time 2,000 years he left us and isn't with us anymore um or I mean just in his mind he walks around thinking that he's in that time yelling at strangers on the street are you entertained shit like that but in that scene the gladiator is entertaining the crowd he is holding it together like oftentimes the hero is the oftentimes the hero is the most entertaining like the person who's the hero is the most entertaining but he's he's holding the crowd together by doing the actions that he did by being the entertainer like uh he unites everybody behind what he does and basically if you kill a bunch of people in a, in an arena in blood sport for a crowd's amusement you that's a very that's high-ended entertainment you're pretty entertaining pretty heroic but it's like a hero is kind of the person who's most heroic is the most entertaining in some respects and Elon Musk has this quote that says that um He has a quote that says, the most entertaining outcome is the most likely. And that is a, that's a profound thing to say, because it's difficult to work out what that means. The most entertaining outcome is the most likely, but it's kind of like the person who is the most of the hero is the most likely to win or the most likely to succeed. But it's kind of like people do... It's kind of like the world does what it wants and to the point that the thing that is most entertaining is the thing that gets memed the most. Is the thing that... The thing that takes on the greatest level of probability is um, is the thing that... Like, the thing that has a potential to be the most visible is often the most entertaining option before it gets manifested in the world uh, kind of thing. In the same way that the gladiator the movie gladiator is like the most likely hero and also the most entertaining but even even before it's manifested and shown to everybody that he is the hero but by being a gladiator and winning all the shit he holds the environment together by like and so you would need an in in some respects you need an entertainer to do that and that's what entertainment does for our culture and what entertainers do is they hold um They uphold an environment, they maintain a standard across a group of people, across a community that, um, that congregates around that person's mentality or the energy that they put into the world. And, um, so there's like, there's like a standard that you would maintain if you were, but if you generated your own group or, or like fan base and but there's kind of like a disintegration of entertainment because you just have these giant matrices of entertainment where like youtube is just a giant matrix and so everybody's in different sections of it like you could go your whole life watching youtube videos and then never make it to uh, vast neighborhoods of it like it's just this giant matrix so people aren't all it's difficult to identify where everybody's connected and that kind of thing and then netflix is just a giant matrix of entertainment And so it's like entertainment works like that now where the, whoever is the entertainer, they're not upholding the entire environment. And you would say that this is relatively more decentralized because, uh, if you, before when you had very specific entertainers, specific, uh, actors and actresses, when it was just like a handful of people that you could point to, that is more standardized because they maintain just like a, a standard is more obvious, is more visible. And like, standards are more visible and they're more, um, they're more like pristine, but they're, they're more moral. And it's kind of like, they're more virtuous. Like a more standardized environment is one that a more standardized environment is one that has, like, I'd say that it's nicer as opposed to mean, like mean is something that is more, off of standards it's more it's more demoralizing mean is more demoralizing de-standardized i'm saying that like decentralization is de-standardization is demoralization is disintegration derivation differentiation it's it's degradation it's it's like a deposition it's a deposing it's d It's deregulatory, too, as deregulation gets rid of regulations, rules, standards, disintegration, decentralization goes in the direction of disintegrating standards that were up that were previously upheld. And and that is that is the that is a direction that it goes in as opposed to centralized because what you had before were centralized like but a, a centralized point you don't have to see as a bank or uh like i like it better to describe that the value of cryptocurrency is for it's more decorporational that it gets rid of like giant corporations by distributing out the like the power of their employment to just people's homes because that's what it does because in anybody's home you can buy the computer that you need for ethereum and uh start running that and you make income as an employee of ethereum just by buying the hardware that you need and like you can look at the hardware for ethereum i brought up this briefly with solana that you uh you can buy the hardware and um i was thinking about it like solana isn't the best way to introduce that like if i'm just explaining if i'm putting that point out there for listening for people who are listening you would rather if you wanted to do that you'd rather go with ethereum because ethereum is cheaper and it's less risky because solana you, uh, fewer people have traveled that road, you don't know exactly what you're getting. But like, it's, uh, it's decentralized what cryptocurrency does, like it it takes away the power of centralized banks. But the point that I'm making is how kindness and goodness is more standardized as opposed to destandardized. is more centralized like centralized is about standards and that includes standards of conduct like standards of conduct are nicer demoralization is mean but like pleasantness and being virtuous being kind to your neighbor and your fellow man these these things are more like um they're more standardized like everybody is able to come together on these issues like they're for the like they're for the collective their kindness is more visible and it's more relatable and as a result of being more relatable includes more people in it in itself and it's kind of like a larger community would develop like community would develop around something that's more um a standard that everybody could get on board with the things that everybody wants to get on board with they are like they're like kinder as opposed to mean, but mean is just more disintegrated, like differentiated. It's more unique. It's more original. Mean is more original because to say things that are truly mean, you have to go to an original place. The more that you are saying things that are in line with standards of conduct that are just like acceptable by everybody, this, like, this is always nice. Like mean is always an outlier because... To say things that are truly mean, you have to say things that are, like, original, and those are outliers, and they're not, they're not necessarily, like, they're not necessarily accepted by everybody, and, like, not everybody likes them. It's just that good, like, kindness and virtuousness goes in the direction of, like, and it's the same with, if you're making a podcast, or, like, if you want to appeal to the most people, you start to just, you, like it's hard to not try to fall in line with all of the kind things to say that's why it's difficult like it's difficult to put out your own opinions because if you're really putting out your own opinion it should be it's it's not in a in line with standards of conduct and it should be uh it should be mean but um so it's like i'm just talking about how mean is not standardized but there's like I could talk about how the culture is dying and like oh relevance is dying it's not totally true because there's always new people are being born and then they're introducing their own cultures and for them <clears throat> for new generations the the culture is not really dying it's just beginning and they're introducing their own cultures and so it's not it's not like it wouldn't be true to say that we're over oh, becoming d. De- Like relevance is dying. That's not true. It's just that we go in a more decentralized direction where the groups are not all collected into one group so much, but they're more, they're more interspersed. They're more distributed out. The groups are dissolving, but that doesn't mean it's just like the culture overall as a whole becomes more decentralized, but it's kind of like at a time when cryptocurrency emerges and. Cryptocurrency is so much cryptocurrency so much makes its name off of its decentralization. Like everybody says, that's what's significant about it. And it's it's more like cryptocurrencies are relatively decentralized um, as opposed to as opposed to centralized. And that's nobody's fault, but they're so they're relatively decentralized Um, like Bitcoin is centralized, even though everybody would say it's decentralized. It's just decentralized in the respect that it is relatively more decentralized than the money structures that we have currently. But it's really like Bitcoin is centralized in comparison to a system that somebody could create that is more decentralized than Bitcoin. And so like, oh, Interception, Jacksonville, take it all the way, take it all the way. I picked, um i picked jacksonville and so as a result of that i wanted jacksonville to win and um that's a fact about my life but so bitcoin is centralized in comparison to a more what a more decentralized system that could possibly be created so like it wouldn't be totally accurate to say oh they are decentralized and so that's what makes them better like in making a cryptocurrency you want to make the most decentralized one possible and uh you could really rank all cryptocurrencies from centralization to decentralization like if you if you tried to figure it out but it's like you want to make the one that is the most decentralized because then the power of its encryption goes up a lot if it's in too many places or like the more places that it's in it's the harder that it is to pin down what's going on or like all the pieces of the puzzle together collect it all into one place to define it as what it is like a cryptocurrency does better the more decentralized it is and the more the more de-corporational that it is but like what you're talking about there is liquidity and like liquidity goes hand in hand with the power of decentralization of a cryptocurrency and it's like it has to do with current and current is current is in the air because there's like thousands of electrons in the air and electrons produce electricity and like so current is in the air but there's like current is in water like a river going along is the current in it and uh, the direction that it's going in the speed of the river is like rivers disintegrate land and this is like rivers and current itself the, they are decentralizing structures but we call money currency because at the heart of what it is it is currency like the same way that rivers are the same way that electricity is current and it's like current is in the air tesla when he was around he was just sucking electricity out of the air because he found a way to harness he found a way to do that with that there are electrons in the air and just he sucked the electrons out. But what's important to know about electricity is that it is essentially just electrons. And electricity is like a folksy-ish term that kind of hides the fact that electricity is actually a resource. The resource that it is, it's electrons. Like electrons is a resource and you would, this is hidden a little bit and electricity is an encrypting Like, it's an encrypting word, because it would be better for you to go beyond it to see that it's just electrons. Now, electricity is not technically just electrons. It's, I think, technically is electrons and protons only, but maybe more. It's like maybe electrons, maybe a couple other particles, but protons is what they would say in the definition. But part of that is to make, is to dumb down the public to not realize that electricity is just the resource electrons because it would help everybody to look at electricity as a resource like the same way that gold is a resource like that they're like mineral deposits or that there's that there's something that you can collect literally like physically electrons exist they're just so microscopic but they are if they are matter and um they're a resource but like All of the electricity in your home is basically just electrons. The electricity that includes protons is mostly reserved for, like, uh, laboratories in Europe where they have hydron colliders and shit like that. That has, that merges electricity where protons are in the electricity. But electricity is mostly a collective term for electrons. And so electrons are like, Electrons are current, but like rivers, rivers are current. They're disintegrating and, um, the same way that decentralization disintegrates, but like money on its own, just by itself, you defining it as currency helps you see this is money is a, uh, decentralizing unit of exchange or like has a more decentralizing existence because it is not centered in anything and because it is always in circulation money is in motion the same way current is the same way electricity so like um it's just like are electrons always in motion i'm not sure i'm not sure about that so maybe like i mean at least for now i would have to use electricity to state that that thing is in motion but like you call it current because it's in motion and like money is always in circulation if you really wanted to make the best money the best cryptocurrency you would make it the most decentralized because this gets at the heart of what money actually is is that it's current that's why we describe it as currency you would make it more in motion rather than stationary but in order to do that you make a you would improve its liquidity or in other words make the cryptocurrency available on many different exchanges um you would make it available on many different exchanges so that it is It can go from place to place a lot faster, but liquidity speaks to a cryptocurrency's ability to be taken out of the bank or out of the system quickly and like back into your pocket. But basically your ability to move it from an exchange to your wallet or out of your wallet to like into physical cash, exchange it for cash too, like out of cryptocurrency back into cash. If you're able to do that quickly with the cryptocurrency that you're holding, then that cryptocurrency has a high liquidity but it's it's liquid because when a when a cryptocurrency exists in more places it is less stationary and like it's more stationary if it's in just a couple wallets or something like if it's on one exchange this is like this is like it is more like land than it is like liquid because that is what you're talking about there is uh like a dynamic between land and water the same way that land is stationary the more that a cryptocurrency stationary is the more that it is just defined to a few locations and so therefore is not moving around very quickly but the more the more liquid it is that's the more that you want for a cryptocurrency because that is in the direction of what money actually is and in the it's in the direction of it being currency. And that's why we call it current is the more liquid it is, the more like it that it is like water and is just moving everywhere and is in circulation is the more that it is like money and money's real existence, because money's real existence is not centered anywhere because it's like moving all the time, but it's going in a loop basically. And it's cyclical the same way that you, the same way that money exists now, if you're not thinking of it in cryptocurrency, because the way that it goes in loops and, uh, goes everywhere and is in motion in the cryptocurrency world is, um, through different, like you send it to different smart contracts or, um, different, like node to node, or you transfer it from your wallet to somebody else's wallet or, or whatever. Like everybody just collects it. Like it, it is sent through electricity in the, in a network like Ethereum, giant interconnected network um, to different nodes digitally rather than physically. But like the physical world, uh, banks and the way that those work, um, it, money goes in a loop because you have banks, everybody puts their money in, in a bank and then the bank, um, takes your money and invests it in a business. And then, and so like the business pays back the bank interest or, or yes, Or whatever it is that you'd say, you might call it interest, or you could come up with your own word, like, uh, nanny or, um, uh, dinero, they, like, or, or pesos, or whatever it is, the businesses send back the banks a certain amount of dinero to, um, in exchange for them getting the money from the loan earlier, so banks loan out money to businesses so that businesses can form and begin and so it's like people put money in the bank, the bank gives money to businesses, businesses form and then they give their money, then they have employees they give their money to their employees, and then their employees go and put their money in the bank and so the so the money goes in a circle like this, but it's like money just being exchanged all over the place is, is going in. Loops and circles, and um, like so, it goes in that circle and it's in circulation and it is, it is like current. And like, and people say that you, with the emergence of cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency cuts out the middleman, and they use that to say that we're getting rid of centralized banks and that is the middleman that we're cutting out. It really isn't so much that that is true because. What you have with cryptocurrencies, they are new banks and they are, um, they're improvements on, they're improvements on existing banks. But so it's like, you didn't cut out the middleman, you just revised it. You reformatted it into, you reformatted the banks into something else. And so that is not the middleman you're cutting out. Really, the middleman that you're cutting out is something like corporations or employees because- You're cutting out a step in that circle that I described for banks to business, Uh, then the money goes from business to employee, and then the money goes from employee back to bank. You're cutting out one of those middlemen. It isn't banks because banks are still around. They're just cryptocurrencies now. But it's kind of more like the cryptocurrency merges bank with corporation and also with employee Like cryptocurrency merges the three of these into one digital, like puts it all in one place rather than because in a more digital world, like in a more physical world, things are more separated. And like you, a bank, when it loans out money to a business, there's there's more cost involved for a business that's starting like physically out in the world for infrastructure or for employees and cryptocurrency does something where it merges those three legs of the cycle the like employee like i mean it merges all of it or emerges it all of it into one thing more so but it's still a it's still a loop it's just maybe it closes the loop completely like where it merges because ethereum is like a a, a convergence of employee corporation and bank all into one and so like and so what we had before that is is more Uh, a structure that wasn't able to combine those things and so this function accumulates a number of technologies together and is is therefore more complex and is a more valuable and difficult function to replicate because of its complexity this is like because of its encryption Um, and so when uh when a bank loans out money to a to a business that is creating itself like physically and has a lot of costs for physical things ethereum loans out money in a in a cryptocurrency way which is that developers come along and make decentralized apps on its network and so the costs are much lower because you're like writing code that doesn't mean that like the decentralized app that you make would probably be a cryptocurrency all on its own but it's kind of like the contract the smart contract that you make when a developer writes their code onto ethereum they write a contract and they have a contract then with ethereum the same way that a bank has a contract with uh like that you would be able to describe a loan as a contract the same way that a bank has a loan with a business and that is like a contract where the business has to pay them back certain money plus interest and um so it's like that's the equivalent is that you have smart contracts rather than these loan contracts and all of the money that a centralized bank would pocket with interest. This, is, um, this isn't this is the case with cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is a relatively better function. It's more the case that you invest, you put your money in the bank as a regular person or as an employee of someone and then you take your money to the bank. Um, what's better about cryptocurrency than banks, um, and this will continue to emerge in the future is that um you you're able to make interest off of it it's like the money that the bank the centralized bank would make through interest um this is given out and distributed to everybody who's just investing in the bank more so and it has to do with that the the whole company like ethereum the whole company is the bank and it's just it's decentralized everywhere and it's not owned by anyone and so the there's not all this overhead that the company there's not all this money that the company pockets all that money like and you see that where ethereum and the value of it just grows in front of your eyes or like it goes up and down and everybody who's investing in it makes that money off of like developers off of the bank rising in prominence and and relevance but it's like the walls of banks are dissolving and this is more this is in the direction of decentralization to the point that like money where money was held held in banks, (coughs) like money was held in banks and you had these physical facilities that held it, but now we're having a disintegrating or decentralizing of the facilities themselves. So that money is merging with corporation like a digital way. And, um, that's that's really what's happening that's what's happening and miami scores a touchdown and fuck them because they're fucking stupid but fuck fuck miami for trying to win because fuck them um just fuck miami for trying to win but so you have economies and it's like before america was invented It's kind of like an economy or um, a stock market exists in the cloud, like because rather than the because you have all these stocks and you put stock into a company and that whole system just exists somewhere in the air a little bit, like because it's people believing in companies that they put stock in it. So a company doesn't just have value in the collection of all of its assets. It has the separate value in the stock market where it's like this is where people are imagining collectively what what is going on with your business and it's it's based on perception and it just kind of exists and in a more in a more imagined state of things it kind of exists in the cloud and um like it's almost like you didn't have to observe it and it's like it didn't exist until it was observed the same way that the same way that uh, a wave function collapses in to be a particle at the point that you observe something, this is like you observed it to be one thing, but before you observed it, it existed as a wave of probability. The same, and it's like um, electrons in <clears throat> electrons in uh, in atoms. They can they could fall into one of a number of probability orbitals, and the distribution of those orbitals is dependent on the element so if it's like if it's carbon the electron appears in different orbitals when you go to observe an electron in that element when you look at it under a microscope it will appear somewhere like so the electron is orbiting around the the nucleus it isn't like exactly doing that because it's kind of just going in all directions around the nucleus but it's essentially orbiting, and so they call the places that you would see it when you observe it orbitals. And so it can appear in one of like five orbitals that are relatively closer, that are like closer to farther away from the nucleus. And the exact place of these orbitals and the number of them is determined based on the element that you're looking at. And this is, it's the same thing as different planets have different moons like different planets have different numbers of moons and based on the planet and where it is hurtling through space if you had a big enough perspective like a perspective of the universe the earth would be microscopic enough that it would be the size of an electron but like you wouldn't be able to say that any perspective was better than any other one and it's really like equivalently the earth is an electron just not we don't have a big enough perspective to see it as that it's like, if you had a big enough perspective, the earth would be so microscopic that you would need to look at it under a microscope. And then because it is hurtling through space, you don't, you can't pin down its location until you see it, especially when it's that microscopic to you. It's the same with, it's the same with an electron, but it's like, then when you go to look at the earth, if you were doing that with a big enough perspective, it would appear in a number of different, it could appear in a few different locations based on the time that you looked at it. Um, because it's not that the Earth is just going in a circle, because the sun is also hurtling through space, and then whatever the sun is orbiting around is hurtling through space. And so there's a number of circles going on at one time, and you would have difficulty understanding where the Earth would be, and it could appear in a number of different places. And so like before you observe the Earth, it's like a wave of probability, the potential of places it could exist. But it's the same with an electron, and based on whatever, and it's like the Earth is a specific planet, And generates its own wave of probability but like each element generates its own wave of probability and its orbitals are color coded so that like there's a specific like rainbow of colors for the set of orbitals that are attached to one element and each element generates its own unique one the unique set of colors that are like coded to the orbitals and um and this is partially how like each element has a different colors it's associated with and then so people are able scientists are able to look at stars millions of miles away or planets millions of miles away and determine what elements are there having to do with the like the probability wave that each element generates uniquely and um but like a wave of probability is like when you can't find your keys in the morning and your keys could be like when you go to look for your keys and you don't know where they are They could be in one of five typical places usually, like on this desk or on this table. And this is like, these are the five orbitals or the five likely places that you would find it because the orbitals are the most likely places that you would find the electron. But the electron can appear outside of the orbital and it's the same with your keys, could appear in a strange place. It's just that the probability is higher for the orbitals. But the orbitals are the standardized circles. They're the centralized ones. More unlikely outcomes are more decentralized. Um, and, um, more unlikely outcomes are more decentralized because they're not, um, the convergence is to the likely orbitals. Those are the likely places. These are like the standard ones where, because across a set of you, many days where you're finding your keys in these places, this is like the data set that you would look at, like to see probability wise, the most like the places that you'd find the keys the most and so you would find your key in one place and once you saw it then that probability wave collapses into the one option that you observe it as and it's like um what we're talking about is something like observance and probability or what i am talking about or like what i'm making out of decentralization right now is it's something like that where you observe it and like the only time that you're able to observe current or something that's in motion is as one thing or as one image like you collapse in order to understand the world you collapse a wave of probability or something that was in motion like an electron is in motion around a nucleus into one observable instance and and into one image but like this is how you this is how you explain money this is why this is people make banks in order to explain money and now people make cryptocurrencies to explain them but a cryptocurrency is a centralized point of reference technically because it is an image that has trapped current it's like current has been trapped to one image that's the only way that you can explain it because otherwise it's actually unexplainable the way that it exists like if you're talking about decentralization and money and currency itself it's unexplainable because unidentifiable existence or unidentified existence is not meant actually to be communicated in images but like we have to and so that's why that's why you would say that these things aren't decentralized completely they're like relatively decentralized and the culture too is like we are becoming demoralized de-standardized but in some senses that's just like the world that i grew up in is becoming de-standardized and decentralized but A new generation comes along and they have all their new shit, and it's kind of like that is, they have shit that is centralized no matter what. Like, you would never be able to, you wouldn't arrive at a completely decentralized environment because you wouldn't be able to describe that at all. But, I mean, if we understood, like, the way particle wave shit works or saw things as the wave of probability that they exist. At before you see it, or like found that to be more important, or like we're living in a more ident- unidentified world, then uh, you would get closer to communicating something that's more decentralized. But just that we come up with the word decentralized, the emergence of cryptocurrency shows that this is a theme of the world that we're living in. To the point, and even like aliens and their association with un- unidentifiedness is uh, we're we're coming up with words to describe the motion of things more so, or like things themes are occurring that explain this and um like current is in the air and once you make kmart that is what traps current under a single title and it's kind of like it's kind of like and it's just the image or the title is the only way that you get to explain it and then once kmart goes out of business and even when it's like a facility that was housing a Kmart disintegrates. The current of that goes back into the air in order for the energy of it to be reformatted or reformulated as something else later on. And like, I was trying to make the point that you don't like the American economy existed before America did, or like the money that would go along with you creating America existed before america did but at the point that we made america we were able we're able to like make an image so that you can explain currency or like america being a current renewing entity that keeps living year after year keeps going new civilization you create the civilization and this is what allows for like it's kind of like inseparably you have the ability to recognize current now but you didn't have it before until you trapped it under a title that you that you made and it's like Because, because currency is always in a loop, it's always cyclical, it doesn't have a beginning and an end, and the only way that it exists is upon you observing it, rather than, rather than that it's finite, and, um, like... Rather than that it's finite or carries out in some quantifiable way, it's like it exists already, but like America existed, but its existence is just dependent on the time that you've finally actually looked at it or looked over there to observe it. And in that case, I'm saying creating America is the same as we observed it all of a sudden. And it you do create an observance when you make a country a civilization, you create a set of traditions and there it becomes traditional the more current and the more year after year the thing exists. And it's like it's America is dependent on the world observing it, but in in this case a group of settlers coming over and creating it and observing it that way. America as a civilization and the the currency that is created as a result of the culture that needs to exchange something in. Is dependent on the world observing it to be a civilization in, in the same respect, in the same way that America is the reserve currency, and like the stronger America is current, is dependent on the rest of the world observing it to be very current. And um, like I'm talking about, and it's like the the Roman Empire is it, the same thing. All civilizations, Babylonian, Assyrian Empire, whatever, they are all they are all a point in time where shit converged. Like, uh, whatever it was, data converged into one identifiable thing that you could look at, and, um, like, and that's what happened. Like, uh, that's something where everything converged into a certain structure, and there's only one thing like the Assyrian Empire, or there's only one Roman Empire ever. It has its own characteristics, has its own identity, and it, like, is a result of, um, like, it's an idyllic form it's it's idyllic and it's standardized at the point that the probability wave collapses into one thing it's like the one thing is unique like the roman empire um it collapsed into that and the point that that existed then people could make money off the roman empire but then at the then and so it's like the current that was in the air got collected into one idyllic structure and then once the roman empire died it become became de-standardized and decentralized and all of that current that was there went back into the air, into the world, and really got retained by the world. Like that energy still existed afterward. It just—it's just that um, it wasn't trapped in something and wasn't definable to one thing. And then when new civilizations came after the Roman em- Empire, like like America, that hadn't existed, those are sort of like reformulated energy from. E- from previous civilizations that died and used to exist and that energy is reformulated into a new civilization a new structure a new idyllic point of reference and it's ideal because it's exacting like um it's it's the only thing america is the only thing that exists as america and All of the actions that are fulfilled by america are like america is fulfilling all of its actions so you see that everything that america does is done by america it's kind of like a subjective objective thing but i'm saying that america is perfect in in that you would tie all of its actions to itself like there's something absolutist and idyllic about anything existing at all because it's also like an impossibility that it existed as that exact thing at that time for the time frame it it existed um but like it becomes idealized, then it dies, and then the idealism of it and the ideals and the morals disintegrate, it become destandardized, and the current goes back into the air to be reformulated by other things. And you could take that to mean or you could think about that in the respect that like people civilizations have past lives if you would consider that energy is retained by the earth that's reformulated into new structures. But it's it's in order to create something that's a convergence of energy into one point. That you describe as one thing, um, and um, it collapses into that. But it's like uh, it's that it's that thing becomes centralized and then it becomes decentralized. This is a cycle that plays out from centralized to decentralized. Um, the same way that current is a cycle, and uh, so you would. I'm saying you would go wrong to describe like cryptocurrency is decentralized fully. It's actually centralized in the same way that new, anything new that is created at the point it's created is actually centralized. But, um, in the area of money, you're trying to go in the direction of like people making cryptocurrencies are trying to make the best money, best version of it. The whole genre is a better version of money that exists now. But, um, Thanks for listening to that. I'll put this money. I'll put this money up, and so this is money that you could buy, centralized into one location, purchasable as one item, and um, you'll be able to find it as an NFT uh, at your local. I'll put the link into it. Um, I sell them on OpenSea.com, and you'll be able to purchase it there. But thank you for listening to that. I will uh, put out more episodes later on. See ya.